Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lens with EDL. I'm your host EDL and I'm really excited for this episode and I'm excited to be back. We took a little bit of a break. I've been working and taking photos of high school athletes for the past month or so, um, but we're back and we're back with Maurice Kearney, a Cortland grad as just as I am and a good friend I can say. We talk about his career, his life now, um, and since we filmed this a month ago almost at this point, uh, we actually talked about voting and how everyone should get out and vote. And obviously the election is over, so that doesn't really apply. But I will still say that no matter what, everyone still still continue to vote if we want change. So just remember to continue to do what you need to do to um, implement change in the world. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. All right. Hi. What's going on? What's going on, Elia? How's everything? It's good. I'm excited to have you on. And I'm excited because even though this isn't visual, this is my first podcast with my new haircut. So, you know, it just makes all the difference right now. <laughs> well, I'm uh, super fortunate and glad to be on. Oh, I had to have you on, especially because I don't think you know this, but when I listened to your podcast with Aaron, um, the Thread Hoops, right? Threads yep. Hoop podcast. That's the reason I started doing this. I texted Aaron that day. I was like, I'm going to bring my podcast back because listening to you two just talk got me so excited. I was like, I forgot how much I love that. Like, that's what I love to do is talk. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's why it was funny because with Aaron and, and myself, he was like, all right, it's going to be about 45 minutes. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, Aaron, like we got a lot in common. You love UNC. I love UNC. Both Cortland people. And I can talk a lot. You can talk a lot. So it was probably like an hour and a half, hour 45. He had to cut it into like two or three different sections. But um, no, it was fun. It was fun. I can say, honestly, over this like pandemic, like I've listened to so many more podcasts and interviews and yeah. So Exactly. There's the time. You have the time to do it. So it's like, and now more people have the time to make them. So Exactly. And then more and more are. people are home listening to them. So why not? It's a whole full <laughs> circle. It all comes in. Um all right. Well, for those that don't know who you are, uh, introduce yourself, where you went to school, both high school, you can even say, and uh, college, and then what you studied, all that fun stuff. Just a little all background. Right, all right. Get to, <laughs> little, little bit of a get to know Mo. All yes. Right, so for those of you who do not know me, my name is Maurice Kearney, but everyone calls me Mo. Um, I am originally from Long Island. Um, I went to Uindale High School, graduated from uh, Uindale back in 2010, came up to Cortland um, right after that, you know, fall of 2010. Um, and never left. So I am now considered what everyone <laughs> likes to say, a townie. And yes, you are. I, I, take, I take pride in it. So um, yeah, so I majored in uh, physical education at Cortland, um, stayed, had a unique opportunity to continue in, on coaching um, at the collegiate level, as well as working um, as an admissions advisor here on campus. So um, opportunity came, I took it, ran with it. And here we are, 11 years in uh, little old Cortland, New York. I can't get over that you're still there. I mean, I don't think anyone's really surprised, but like at the same time, it's a long time. <laughs> 11 years, going on 11 years. Like what? it's, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. But wow. You know, living a dream. I, I always talk, I tell people all the time, living a dream. Well, you and know, you even just though, bought your first house with Lindsay. Yep. Yep. So, you know, things are well, things are well. Obviously there's, things that could be better and there's pros and cons and you make sacrifices but um love the direction that my life is going in right now good I love to hear it oh yeah I can't believe you guys I mean I am we're, like anyone that knows you and Lindsay like you're not we're not shocked about it but it's still just crazy that you guys have never left and it's just never like left. you're just there and you know you know everybody it just all made sense like knowing you yeah. guys during school you're right you're right and the more that I think about it it's like I hate to say that. I'm like, wow. It's like, and not to say we're going to be here forever. Who knows? Who knows? No, but, we don't know. But no, we're, we're, we both have been very blessed um, to been given opportunities to, to kind of start our careers right after graduating and both doing things that we love. And so it all works out and it's continue to work out for now. So. And that's the most important thing. Yes. Keep, let's hope it continues with all of this. Um, And that's the most important thing is like, you guys definitely do something that you love, which is 
you know, like I do something I love, but not everyone can say that. So the fact mm-hmm. that like you found it right away, you know, is that's so lucky. How did you get because I think I think you said it on Aaron's podcast, but how did you get into admissions? Like how because you were phys ed. Yeah. Like how did would, that happen? Right. People always say, you know, you go to school for one program <laughs> and one career and for something that you always you think you always want to do. And then an opportunity presents itself and one door opens and you're like, wow. And you kind of start doing a little bit more, get more experience. And here I am. Um, I think I've, I'm going on six years now, five or six years now um, as an admissions advisor. Um, this past year, I was promoted to senior advisor. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, but so how did I get into admissions is uh, my freshman year at Cortland, Carmen Wingard, um, who is my coworker in admissions. He mm-hmm. was my um, assistant coach. So he was an assistant coach for Coach Oh, um, okay. So I was a freshman. I think that was his second or third year on, on staff. Um, he left Cortland to go coach, to be an assistant coach with the women's team at Cornell for a couple of years, came back to admissions. Um, and then when it was time for me to graduate, um, at that point in time, I made a decision to to go to grad school at Cortland, and I want to continue to coach. But mm-hmm. um, I, I believe the staff was full, so I wasn't going to get any money. It was all really volunteer work. Um, so I needed to make some money, and Carmen reached out to me with a unique opportunity of uh, being an, a road runner. So I didn't I didn't do any office work. Oh. I didn't review any applications. I was just part time my first semester. Um, so all I did was I got in the car, I rented uh I rented a nice. <laughs> 2016 all white charger for I think <laughs> for like two and a half months and I drove all over um, I was in Virginia I was in New Hampshire uh, Maryland Massachusetts um, I went I was driving everywhere and that's all I did I drove mm-hmm. to high schools and spoke about Cortland which um, you're great at I mean again not to I mean like if there's one person that's gonna talk about Cortland and like, like you said it on on his podcast too you just like I was like you couldn't say it any better than how he, you are admissions all the way through and through. And you have to sell Cortland to high schoolers for basketball. So like you got both of them going for you. It was a match made in heaven, Aaron. <laughs> like literally. And I never traveled growing up. So you're telling me that I get this nice car and I don't mind driving. I put on my playlist. Yeah. And you're telling me that you're going to pay for me to go stay in hotels in Boston and New York. <laughs> yeah, I was sign me up. Sign That's so cool. So, I do remember you dra- traveling in the beginning, so I didn't know yeah. why. That makes sense. Yeah, so sign me up. And then uh, over winter break, um, one of the full-time counselors actually took a job in Rochester, so the full-time position opened up. And my boss, Mark Yacobo, he, he he texted me, actually. He doesn't text a lot, especially in the <laughs> beginning when I first started working there, so I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> like I just started working. Like I thought I handed in the oh, no. seat or like I did something in the hotel. I don't know. And um, so I met with him and again, just was, I was an interim um, admissions advisor. Uh, and then at that point, the job was pretty much mine to lose. And I was still unsure if I wanted to go, you know, teach PE, if I wanted to get full-time into coaching or whatnot, but I couldn't turn down that opportunity. Um, and I definitely 100% love the, um, love the decision that I made to stay in, and higher ed and, and an admission because it's been truly a blessing. And now, I mean, and I think, again, it connects so well to your coaching. Like you're yeah. selling the school and then you also get to stay and coach at that same school. Like that's what's so cool about it is because usually you could get a job somewhere else and still coach at court or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's like yeah. you literally get to be on your college campus that you love so much all day. Like, I mean, it, come on. Seriously, it's 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 literally uh... – I don't know. It's a dream. It's a dream because, you know, so many people leave Cortland and they always want to come back. And I'm I'm a lot of people's excuse to come back. So I don't mind that. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're talking about an institution that just provided me with so many different opportunities and put me in great, great positions to be successful. So it's like to be able to work there as a full time employee and and tell students about my experiences and help them along with the college process as well as be under coach Spanbauer, who I played for, who, you know, has been my boss for the last six years. It's just, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's really been great. So I'm, I'm fortunate. And uh, again, just blessed with the opportunity and won't and can't and shouldn't take advantage of it or, you know, yeah, no, just you're, you're living it. Um, 
All right, to jump into it, the first thing I always ask is like, if if you could choose either one or two, because I I know it's sometimes hard, but okay. uh, one or two of your favorite memories playing the game. I want to say playing because you also have, I'm sure you have some coaching now that you've been coaching for a few years. So maybe if you want to do one playing and one coaching, okay. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know if there is one that p- comes to mind. I know that one comes to mind and I wasn't a part of it, but I know yeah. two that come to mind. Oh, yeah. So uh, I want to hear yours, though. Or it could be even a memory that we would never know of that's like behind the scenes, too, because I think those are more fun because this is called yeah. Behind the Lens. So I think it's kind of to jump more into stuff that like we wouldn't know just watching or like, okay. you know, unless you're a part of it that you're allowed to share, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one of my favorite memories. Um, and it could be high I'm, school, like at any level. Let's do college. Let's stick with college. We'll stick with college. Okay. So okay. obviously when I, when you asked me that question, the first two things I thought of was, all right, winning a championship as a player, winning okay. a championship as a coach, but everyone knows that. So, yeah, no, that's what I thought say, of. I would probably say, like, playing but not even actually being on the basketball court was, um, a, like, a memory that – it's a weekend-long memory, but I will never forget it. It's probably my freshman year trip to Racket Lake. Oh, yes, okay. Like, that was that was one of my most, mem- like, memorable moments, um, you know, as a player in that program. You know, it's a moment that I would never forget or weekend or a couple of days. I think it was October break. So two to three days that I would never forget. Um, You know, coming in, you don't really know too many people. um, And that trip allowed us, because we were a very young team. Like Jesse and those guys were sophomores. You know, me, Garen, Kev, we were freshmen. So we were, (laughs) like, we were a very young team, um, very inexperienced. And we didn't really know one another, like, Jesse's group, they were close because they've been together for a full year. Um, and then Kev and Garen and us, we were kind of close because we hung out in the preseason and stuff like that. But, you know, we weren't really like a team yet. A team yet, yet. yeah. Um, for some reason, I always thought it like Jeremy Smith and I didn't click right away. <laughs> like, I just, it, yeah, but that trip really, it allowed us to get to know one another. We stayed up all night to the hour just talking and laughing and joking and um, and I think that trip really helped um, helped us that year because um, we went all the way to, well, that year, my freshman year, no, my freshman year, we weren't that good. But um, <laughs> we, still won, we, we still won some games. But, again, we were a close-knit team. Like, we did everything together. And I think that Racket Lake trip helped, um, helped that. Uh, my favorite moment as a coach. Wait, before you ha- – before you continue, I just want to explain okay. that a racket lake for people that don't know is yes. a piece of land in upstate New York, like, you know, that Cortland owns. And when I was a phys ed major, you have to go there for two weeks and do a whole thing and everything. Um, oh, are you still there? Yep. I'm here. Oh, hold on. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, just so people don't know, like, cause I know that we would know and everyone at Cortland would know. Um, but yeah, so yeah. it's just a, and I know that you guys go up there. Do you guys go up there every year or is it only every um, few years? We try to. We try to. We fundraise a lot for it. So shout out to all the, the SUNY Cortland alumni and, and CMB um, alumni out there that help us go to trips like Racket Lake. But, yeah, we try to we try to go to Racket Lake every single year because we feel like it's a really, really big, um, crucial piece to the puzzle and, and helping us become the team that we want to be in, in February. So. We try to go every year, but if not, we typically will go every other year. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, just because I know there might be some people that are listening. Yeah, that I was like, Lake. Lake, yeah. what is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no. such a, it rolls off the tongue for us. Yeah, but yep. yeah, nice, nice place in the Adirondack. There's no cell service, so it, none. You know, it forces our guys to get out their comfort zone. They always try to find like a spot on on out of all the acres <laughs> of land. They always try to find one spot where they might can have get Wi-Fi or have service, but. Um, it I mean, was that, nice it, though. It's no, nice it that having it. Like I remember the two weeks being there, or the week on the camp, and then the week off for the yep. phys ed trip. Like it was, it's it's refreshing. Like I'm searching for that now. Sometimes I'm like, no, I need to put my stuff it, away. Like, so nice. gosh. And, and, and you know what gets me all the time? Like the players from the city when they go up there, and it's at night, and they're just like looking at the stars, like, oh, because you know, downstate, you know, it's so many lights and buildings, so and you many. don't really. But up there, it's it's none of that. So you look up and you're like, you feel like you can just grab a star, and that that's always that's always pretty cool. 
Um, but yeah, oh, but so, now you can go on to your second one. I right. just wanted to explain that. All right, my second one coaching moment. Mm, I don't. Uh, there's a lot. I know. Six uh, years. One thing I was thinking about though when I first asked this is. Yeah. And you were coaching for this, I'm pretty sure, when you guys won the SUNYAC at Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Because was that one of the ones that came to your mind before I started? That was, yeah, I'm actually, I'll, I'll, I'll use that one. I'll use that because one. Because I wasn't there. So, like, yeah. I, and I didn't really, I don't know if I watched, you know, I was just, yeah. I remember it was a huge thing. So, yeah. how about I'll, we okay. go towards that one? All right. So, all right. So, I'll go favorite moment. That was actually my first year. No, that was actually my second year um, on staff. Um, that 2015, 2016 season, um, that, yeah, my senior year, that run, that run was incredible. Um, that was, that was definitely the most memorable, um, mainly because not to say we weren't supposed to win that year, but we snuck in, like, you know, we were always, we were always in the middle of the pack fight. You know, the Suniac is tough and we were always competing with teams and we would win some games, we'd lose some games. But we were always hovering around like three, four, five, three, four, five, mm-hmm. and and for us is you know we, when we set goals, you know we like to keep it short term. So you know we're like, I know we always want to win the championship, but our first goal should be get into the playoffs first, right? You don't win a Suniac if you don't make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. for us is like, all right, guys, we got to make the playoffs. We got to make the playoffs. And then like the last, I think the last weekend or last two weekends, we we hit our stride, and we always talk about. You want to be playing your best basketball in February. Like, whatever happens in December, November, December, January, we want to continue to gradually get better and, and play your best in February. And, Aaron, we literally hit our stride in February. And next thing you know, we clinched the second seed. And we're like, all right. I remember this. We're like, all right, we got to buy. Like, all we got to do now is win two games. Like, we don't play Tuesday. We play Friday, Saturday, and that's it. Um, and that run was just incredible. Like guys on that team was just amazing to coach. Um, Corral, who I've seen grow from, you know, from when he came in to that year being SUNYAC tournament MVP. Um, Blair, um, who's one of my good friends now that's coaching the women's, um, the assistant coach at the women's team at uh, UB. You know, yes. he had a, a hell of a run and, and he was great for our program. He was you know? so fun to watch. Oh, uh, and he so transferred fun. in too, right? Like he, he was a transfer. Yeah, yeah he was. Yep. I yeah, he was fun. He was fun yeah. to capture for me. Like, no, he, I mean he, he was a he blast. With, he played with so much emotion, and you know he just he was a competitor, and he did not want to lose. And he promised Coach Fanbauer soon he had chip, and he delivered. So Dang. you know that that group was so special. Um, Terrence Felder was on that team. Um, Shane uh, JP Reagan, who I just spoke to this morning, actually he transferred in, and he was a one year yep. guy for us. Um, we had GQ on that team. Oh my God! <laughs> no, we had Andre. We it was that team was TJ, um, JMO, Kells. That team was special. Um, that team was really special. But again, I think it was most memorable because no one really had us winning, right? Everyone kept talking about Oswego. Everyone kept talking about Plattsburgh. You know, Brockport was good that year. But what made it really like a special run is like how we got there, right? Like we had we had we hit some bumps and and some bruises or took some bumps and bruises um along our our way to that weekend but I mean for for Shane to play the way he played against Brockport you're talking about a player who probably had three made threes on the entire season and I think in that Brockport game he made four in a row and like our bench almost got a tech because we're celebrating like for him to go on that run for us to win all the way to to James hitting that last second or basically a buzzer beater um with about 0.5 seconds left on the clock the three to, to beat Oswego um, it was just, it was, it was so, it was, it was awesome. It really was. Um, you guys were, and still are one of the best benches, I think. Like they, you guys, how you, how the bench supports the team is unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, like, it, I swear, like, it's just, it's, they don't need to be playing to be supportive. Like that's, and that's not easy because some of these kids, you know, come in and you know, come in as like the best player from their high school and they're all cocky and they're all, you know, everyone's going to come. Most people are going to come in that way. That's how it is. I mean, you know, they, they're all the best. That's why they get to play in college. Not everyone does, but the fact that like you guys get these guys to support and like get into their roles and, and, and if they are called, they're ready as well, which is I think a big thing for you guys. Like, 
Because like you said, Shane coming in and hitting those shots, like Uh, if he wasn't ready, you don't know if that would have ever happened. But the way that you guys like, and it's from, it's from the coaches, it's from the players, from the captains, from the senior, you know, all the way through, but it's like, it's such a team. And I know you guys want, I mean, Cortland's thing is one team, one family, but like, I think you guys definitely take that like to heart so well. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, from, you know, from, from the top, right. You're talking about the top guy and, and Coach Spann, um, that's that's something that he always preaches. We have posted notices throughout the semester where we write, we put um, we put notices and, and things of that nature, and articles in our um, on the wall, and and have the players have to read it and dissect it, and we talk about it. What does it mean? And a lot of our notices has always come back to, you know, we need everyone to be ready. We need everyone to contribute. Um, Coach Spanbauer always talks about being a giver and not a taker, right? So, you know, obviously we want guys to have their own individual goals. We want guys to want to be SUNY player of the years and make all league and this and that. But, you know, we always want guys to be givers and not takers. And and that team was full of givers. Like we had no takers on that team. Um, you know, it was it was full of 16, 17 guys that wanted one common goal and that was to win. And each individual played their role and they excelled in that role. And, and every team that I've been a part of um, since I've been at Cortland as a player and a coach, like every on that team, we were successful because one through 16, 17 or 18, um, they brought it every single day um, and and they were unselfish, like they were givers. So, you know, that's that's a part of the recipe that's in there. I don't want to give it all away, but that's in there. No, 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 don't give uh, it all away. I, you, <laughs> you guys got to save that for yourselves. I just right? had to mention it because like that tech or almost getting a tech doesn't shock me because that's just how you guys celebrate oh, they were going it's crazy. how you guys go like because you care so much about the other person and you yes. want them to succeed because, you know, if they succeed, the team will succeed. And it's like that's exactly. so much easier said than done, but yes. that's what you guys do. And it's not easy. And it's a, you know, like to get your guys to buy in is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. But I just had to say that because, yeah, I just remember. And I mean, that video surfaces every year, you know, they're that game winner because it was yep. just that big of a deal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Um, all right. Those are great memories. Um, let's first. Okay. So we're going to go into two different things. We'll go oh. into what's going on now in the world. Okay. But well, two things going on now in the world. First, we'll talk about the sad news that your cancel just got your season just got canceled, and I know it's a heartbreak, and I know that it just happened, so the wound is like still there. Um, but can we can we just discuss quickly on what what you guys are thinking and what your guys? I mean, I can't imagine. And my heart breaks for all of you, and like this is such a tough time. But now mm. for your seniors and. I, I just, yeah, it's, no, I'm it's, speechless. Yeah. You and I both, um, when I got, how when, did you when, find out? Um, so I've, so coach Span and I, we meet every Tuesday morning just to kind of talk about, um, you know, where we are, you know, as an institution and kind of where we are as possibly starting practices and, and getting on a court and things of that nature, just so we can try to update our guys. So everyone kind of know knows what's going on, but it's tough because there are a lot of questions and not very, um, not a lot of answers. So yeah, um, Coach Spanbauer actually he called me. It was, it was yesterday. He called me in the morning and he was like, you know, they're pulling a the plug on the season. You know, they just made the decision um, to cancel all winter sports. And I'm a I'm a very optimistic person, but I was I'm trying to be more realistic when it comes to this virus and this pandemic and and. A week and a half ago, the NESCAC, um, which is a very tough league, you know, when they canceled, I kind of was like, all right, it's going to probably come down the pipeline. And yeah. then a couple of individual um, Division three schools were canceling um, their winter programs, championships, and sports. Um, and then what gave me some hope was about, I think, two weeks ago, a week and a half or two weeks ago, the SUNYAC actually came out with an eight-game schedule. So, yeah, so that's what gave us some hope, you know, when they came out and said, all right, you know, you guys are going to play eight games. We're going to split the split the SUNYAC and the East and West. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, guys. Like, you know, first game is February 1st. You know, let's go. Let's let's you know, we got to get on the court first and and this and that. But, you know, it's hard to manage the cases and, and the number of positive cases were going up and things of that nature. And it just wasn't safe. So we never had the opportunity to even get on the court. And I really felt bad for our guys because even, 
you know, since they've been here um, the last weekend in August, you know, the gyms have been closed. You know, we haven't been able to have our traditional um, preseason. And, you know, obviously since March, everything has been, you know, this new normal, um, which, you know, it really sucks. But, yeah, so I got the news. And then a um, couple of other guys, they always find out information even before I do. So some guys were some guys were already texting me. And, oh my gosh! She's yeah. Good. So some guys were already texting me, and you know I text our group chat and send out some emails just to let them know. Um, we're actually going to have a formally we'll have a Zoom call um, once Coach Spanbauer gets a little bit more answers, just so we can mm-hmm. kind of answer some questions some guys may have about eligibility and what's going to happen in the spring, oh, and fair, you know fair. are we going to have workouts still and and things of that nature, but. No, it's, I told Lindsay, I was like, this hurts. Like, I'm, yeah. it's like, you're talking, you know, 10 years of me either playing or practicing, you know, playing or coaching, you know, every winter for the last 10 years. And then even if you want to go back to high school, like playing basketball. So this will be the first winter and, and God knows how long that I'm just going to be home. Your tweet is how I found out. You tweeting that this is the first time in 10 years right. was how I found out. Because I just, you know, I'm scrolling Twitter or something, and I see that. I go, I go, no. I, first, I was like, well, it's not, he's not not coaching. So what's going no. on? At first, that was my first thought. I was like, um, no. And so I checked, and I was like, no. Yeah, And, like, no. that just hurts. Because, and I, and I'm scared for high school. Like, I'm not banking on some of them having it. It's just the indoor, being inside. It's yes. And then it's contact. Like, you know, they didn't even have football around here because of contact. So it's like, how do you get, expect them to go inside and also have contact? Exactly. I just don't, you know, so I, I'm trying to be a realist too. It sucks because I'm trying, I'd like to be positive and I want things to happen. It just, you can't, all of this is so sucks. It does. No, it does. But, you know, again, we've been dealing with it since March. So it's kind of like, all right, it's, and we always talk about too, if related back to basketball, like control the things mm-hmm. that you can control. And, you know, this virus is something that we can't control, but we can control um, how we react. Um, yep. And, and shout out to Flo, who was a sophomore for the women's team. She's great. Um, go with the flow. She, she's very positive and enthusiastic. Yes. And so she posted something today about that. Like you can't control certain things, but you can control how you react to things. And so we just got to, you know, move forward and, and, and just look forward to 2021, 2022 and kind of come out this thing, better people and better players, coaches. I've been watching film and practices and I got my little man cave now. So I just... <laughs> you're living it. You're living yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and now back into like what's been going on yes. in the world with, you know, obviously we have our presidential stuff, but I don't even like to talk about that because it just angers me any thinking about him or any of it like i just get i i mean literally twitter i'm just like no i can't no anyway I, it seems like the fact that onion articles can't even compete anymore with what actually happens in our Not at all. life no one just, knows anything no, no one, like, but anyway yeah <laughs> um with all of, like the black lives matter and that movement and stuff what has been and I guess since you guys are back on campus, has have you and like your team had any talks about any of that stuff or, you know, any of that? I don't know. Yeah. So since, I mean, since we've gotten on campus, um, we haven't talked about it or really discussed it. I mean, it, it's been okay. tough. It's been tough because we haven't really been able to meet with our guys because of That's the guidelines. And so, you know, we've been having study hall for, you know, for the returning guys and everyone that's trying out for the team. Um, but that's the only thing we have been doing. Um, so to answer your question, we haven't met or, or discussed anything. We we talked briefly um, in our group chat throughout the summer, you know, when okay. everything really started to heat up, um, yeah. you know, around the country and around the world. Um, and then we also, we did something with athletics where we had all of our guys, you know, either throw up a peace symbol or a fist just to kind of show where we stand and, and, and unity and, and being of you know, sports teams is, is unique because you're always, for the most part, you know, you're you're typically your partner, your teammate, you know, is is someone of a different color or, or background or ethnicity or so you're you 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 have to unite it and and it's a lot of different moving parts to to try to you know come together for one common goal and that's typically to win. So 
you know, for us, we have guys from all different ethnicities and backgrounds and come from different places. So um, I think the guys have, have done a really good job of, of posting things on social media just to kind of show that, you know, we are one team, one family. We all support one another. Um, doesn't matter if I'm black, I'm white, I'm Hispanic, I'm this or that, you know, this is right and this is wrong. And we're going to come together and stand for what's right, no matter what anyone else thinks. And so I think I, I really give credit to those guys to really, again, through social media, um, mm -hmm. through Instagram and Twitter and reposting and posting things just to show that, you know, no matter what I stand for politically or, or anything of that nature. But again, you know, when you're talking about being a human, we know what's the right thing to do. We know what's the wrong thing to do. Um, and we know how all people should be treated. So, but we haven't had anything, we haven't had anything formally. Um, and I think things, things could have been different um, for our campus if we weren't in a pandemic and there was so many restrictions and um, there was supposed to be a social injustice march on campus. Um, but that was ended up getting canceled with the the spike in the coronavirus cases and yes, the weather. Yes. And so that wasn't able to happen. Um, but, you know, there are still some things and there's still a lot of um, online things that are going on for students to to sit down and be a part of just to, you know, again, if they if they have a voice or they need someone to speak with or they want to get more informed about what's going on. Um, I think the college has been doing a decent job of of putting things of that nature out there. Um, but it's it's tough times. It is. It is. And it's like and I think what's sad is that it's not new. It's just like people are just uh, their eyes are opening to it. Like yeah. I can even say like my eyes are opening to it. Yes. I've always been somebody that's very accepting of everybody because like that's just who I am as a person. And I don't like I you're a person like yeah. like not saying I don't see color because that's not the case it's just yes. like you are a person first and foremost I'm going to treat you how I want to be treated mm -hmm. and I wish things could just be that simple but because of the system in place and because of who's in power yes. and now who's in power I mean if you really want to go to that like you know <laughs> like you just it's just insane what people think they can do or should do or anything yes. um but again because of the pandemic I people are like actually focusing on it and putting their effort towards it, which has been great. Um, the thing that kind of bothers me is all these, and this is what I want to talk to you about a little bit is like all these is all the sports leagues and how I feel like, you know, uh, there's so much they can do and they need to do because like they have so many people of color, so many black people that are making them their money, but all they're really doing. And again, we don't know the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I always try and say like, we don't because there's only so much you can show on social media. I hate Absolutely. social media for that reason now, because it's like, everyone just thinks they know everything. I'm like, you don't like, you don't know the backstory of actually everything. Nope. Like, and that's why it's crazy. Like you have to be posting things or else you're seen in a certain way. Like that's just how, how social media has gotten. But like the NFL putting end racism in the thing or like, you know, all these little things that's like, okay, but what are you really doing? Like, are you hiring people of color? Are you that, interviewing people? You know, like. Yeah. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, and again, there's things won't change overnight. Things won't change no. in a week. You know, things won't change in a month. Things won't change in a mm -hmm. year. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things being said and not a lot of actions, you know, kind of being done. Um, or at least, you know, I think there are things being done. Let me take that back. But, you know, I think yeah. people won't see, you know, the, the benefits of everything going on overnight. So I think we just got to continue to to strive to be better people and, and teach the younger generation um, that it's OK to love everyone because, you know, hate is, is taught. It's not something you're born with. You're not born yes. hating someone of, of another skin color. You're not born hating someone of another ethnicity. Um, you know, you're taught those things. So we just got to continue to to teach our youth that it's okay to love one another and support one another and, and be there um, because they are our future. And then, you know, we just got to, again, um, you know, not forget and, and move forward with, with uniting with one another um, for this one common goal. And that's, you know, for everyone to, to, to teach or to treat each other like, like you want to be treated. And like it's, people, it's, like it's, just it's, they, like, I, I know, I know. It, and it's, I'm like, it's frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, and like, I can't even, I'm white. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm frustrated, but I'm like, I don't even have to deal with what, what you have to deal with on a daily basis. And I think that's what's opened my eyes is like yeah. how much you guys 
have to deal with in the sense of like every single day. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what could happen. And that is just like, it's so sad that that's become the case. Like, yes. I just, yes. I, it, it sucks. Like, I'm sorry for me, not me, but I mean, I'm sorry just for being white. No, I'm sorry in the sense of like that this is how, what it's come down to. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like you become, said, it, it's, but like you said, it's always been there. It's just now, you know, it was caught on camera and, you know, and, and social media, oh, has, yeah. you know, so it's always been there, but it's, it's now to the forefront where everyone is seeing it. And, and, you know, I think social media allows um, people in higher power to use their voices. And, um, and again, you know, it's, people are seeing it. People are on Twitter, people are on Instagram, um, and they kind of really see what's going on in the world. But again, like you said, you know, it's nothing new. Um, you know, hopefully years down the road or, or at some point things things begin to change. But um, it's tough and, you know, I deal with it. We all deal with it. Um, we don't accept it and we're not okay with it. Um, and we want things to change, but this is a crazy time. Have you had any conversations um, with people, like with white people in your life? about any of this like that like have they asked you things or have you talked to them or like that's maybe not hard conversation just in general yeah no no that's I mean that's the great thing like I have a lot of a lot of close friends who are white you know colleagues mm-hmm. co-workers like mentors um so the the crazy thing or not crazy thing is but so during during when everything really started to heat up um I've I've actually had a couple of people on campus, um, you know, that are a lot older than me, reach out to me um, just to kind of talk and make sure things are okay. And because um, they understand, you know, I am a person of color. There's not too many, you know, uh, too many employees or faculty and staff members on our campus of color, especially in our athletic department. Um, yes. So, so it was it was nice to have people reach out to me just to to let me know that hey, this is not what I stand for. This is not you know, what I believe in. This is not how I go about my everyday life. This is not how I view you. Um, and I, I was, I was super appreciative of that. I was somewhat shocked and surprised, um, by some, but I was, I was like, this is awesome. You know, I, there's no one that I hang around with that is like that. There are mm-hmm. some people that, and it's funny cause you never know, you know, how, how people really are sometimes or who they really are. Um, mm-hmm. so over the past five months, you know, I, I've been on Facebook a little bit more and to see yes. and to see some some people oh. post some of the things and, and repost and comments and I'm just you know, it makes me turn my head sideways like, oh really? I, yeah. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know that or you know, it's so I've you know, I don't know how many friends I had on Facebook when in March. <laughs> um, but now I definitely have a lot less. Um, but it, it's it's okay though. It's okay. I got more people. I got more people that I'm friends with that are, are fighting for the cause and that want things to change and um, things of that nature. Good. No, it's going to take time. And that's oh, absolutely. The thing. And it's going to take a change in a system that's been in place for a very, 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 very long, very long time. time. <laughs> um, it's going to take our generation to like get into office, like actually get into office and like yeah. be present, all that. To like finally be like, no, this is not how it is. Yeah. Because like I remember talking to a mom once about stuff and she was like, well, I agree with some of like Trump's policies. And I was like, "Okay, but he is an awful human being like he is sexist. He is homophobic. (laughs) He is like I understand like where is that part? Like, I understand that politicians aren't great people. I get that. Like, don't get me wrong. And the first thing they're doing is trying to like, you know, win a job. Like that's, that's why they're going to say things to get your vote. And stuff. I get that. But this guy is like, it's just like, how can you still support that? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thing. I just, again, if you take politics aside, red, blue, Tax brackets, how much how much money you make. If you just take everything aside, take every trip, all things away, and you just look at, you know, what's being said and the actions and things of that nature is just like how. But you know, people have their people have their beliefs and I don't yeah, I don't know. But I don't know either. With that being said though, 
two more weeks, 14 days away is election day. So get out and vote. People got to get, get out, out and vote. vote. You got to get out and, and vote. Early voting for New York starts next week, I think. I believe so. Um, yeah. But you got to get out or and this vote. Week? Yeah. No, you got to get out and vote. You do. You got to vote. 14 days. And it, that's where it starts. And it's not, you know, you got to vote city everything that's, you gotta... that's where it really starts like if you don't vote for your city or for your county or for all these things as well like you're not that's where the change is going like because because the president is one thing and that's going to be huge but like if you can change things within your city or within your county then then that will that will continue to go over into other things and how people think and because there are some people that are open to like thinking a different way absolutely some people that aren't but like you know there's only so much there's only so much we can do. Yeah, yeah. But, but vote. vote is huge. Voting yeah. is huge. Make it happen. Um, just gotta, yeah, you gotta vote. Um, before we get into the photos and stuff, because I think okay. that's what we'll go into next. Um, to stay on this topic just for a second more, yeah. and whatever you feel comfortable, you don't have to share anything. Um, but you can share. Are there any like moments that? you probably have experienced that I haven't that you feel comfortable sharing that like, just cause the reason I wanted to do this podcast too, is kind of, I mean, hello, I shoot a lot of white athletes. I shoot a yeah. lot of like very privileged people in my life. And yeah. I'm hoping that's who's listening. I don't know who's listening, you know, but I think it's just like, I think if maybe they hear something from somebody that's friends with me, they'll yes. be like, oh, wow, that's what happens type of thing. And I think, and that's the reason I do this. Like, I don't want to open up anything for you guys. I don't want you to force, I'm not forcing you to say anything you don't want to, um, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, but maybe just like kind of opens the eyes of people that just don't get it. Cause yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, if I there's mean, just so, anything, whether it's in sports, um, maybe even something that like your parents had to teach you growing up that like we never even had to think of, or just those are like kind of the things that come off the top of my head. Um, yeah. So, so coming from like the high school that I went to in Long Island, we're probably ninety nine point nine percent students of color, black. Um, okay. You know, black, Latino, um, Hispanic. So. Yeah, I think we had maybe three, two, maybe two white kids in our school, maybe three. Wow. Um, so it was obviously a culture shock coming up to Cortland, but I was I was okay with that. Like I was a person that knew that I could interact and and converse with with people of all different types of color, um, and ethnicities and backgrounds. But I guess I don't know. It's just like little commentary in there. Like I remember my freshman mm -hmm. year being the only black kid in class, and I forgot I forgot what class it was or what why the topic of BET was was the topic of discussion, but obviously everyone looked at me uh, oh, with gosh. questions about BET and, you know, black entertainment television. And it was like, you know, I was 18 year old, I was an 18 year old kid and I didn't really think too much of it. And as the years went on, then I started to think about it a little bit more. Um, but you're always going to, like, I'm always going to see things um, being in central New York and being where I am um, and being a person of color. Um, I remember, I guess there's one moment that out of my 11 years going on 11 years being up here, I guess the one moment, um, I remember where, uh, I was at an ice cream shop in Homer and it was about, you know, Homer's like, whatever, the ice cream shop is like 10 minutes from here. And it was over mm -hmm. the summer. I think it was the 4th of July. And uh, it was a group of guys in, on motorcycles. And I was at the ice cream, you know, online. And uh, and I just heard, like, get out of here. And they said the N-word. And I'm like, I kind of looked around and I was like, wait, I'm the only one here that looks like me. So, um, but I didn't, you know, I could have, like, obviously it pissed me off. But I could have yeah. that just ruined my, you know, and. No, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I want ice cream. I'm here, and and a lot of other people that was online said, you know, oh, that's very disgraceful. Like, why would you say that? Um, you know, this is at that point. It was like maybe two or three years ago. It was like 2017, 2018. It was like, you know, we're past that, and this and that, and and that was just, you know, it kind of brought me back to reality of like where I am, and and you know, I always stay on my p's and q's, and and watch my surroundings and things of that nature. But again, I don't the people that I associate myself with, 
Um, I feel comfortable and being in my own skin. And no matter where I am, I will always feel comfortable. But um, that was probably the one of the other like moments that I've had being a person of color um, living in Cortland, New York, <laughs> I guess. But other than that, things have been, you know, you, and you see things. And, you know, obviously being up here, there's people with Confederate flags and you see, you know, Trump 2020 this and this and that. Yeah. And, you know, again, everyone, you know, you have your right to, I guess, I don't know. It's. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah you have yeah. your right to, and you can express it. They just really like to express it. Yes. But... Yes. But in sports <laughs> and like sports and playing and coaching and things of that nature, um, you know, I've experienced indirect racism, like people calling me a name of someone else, um, like my coworker, Carmen, you know, how many times I'm Carmen and he's Maurice, like that's indirect racism. Yes. I don't see how. I can be Carmen and he can be Maurice. Like I'm six four, he's about six one. I'm we're both bald now, so now maybe if someone calls me Carmen, I can get it somewhat. But um, you know, things of that nature, just because we're both people of color on campus. You know, I, I don't look like him. He don't look like me. I'm Mo. He's Carm. Um, so yeah, the, and I think the, that's something. Yeah, yeah. The indirect part of it, you know, that that gets annoying. Um, but other than that, no. That's and it. I think that's something that um, like white people don't get is that they think they're being funny or they think like, but they don't realize that right. not even funny, like it's just in little comments. I'm not saying that, but any of these, yeah. type, like they think they're making a conversation topic or whatever, but it's like, they don't realize how many times that's probably been said and done. And it's like, it, it, it adds up and it doesn't need to be said yes. <laughs> or done like little comments, like, like, Oh, like when we talk about uh, microaggressions and stuff, like it's not microaggressions. It's like, because uh, it's, it's not just once it's probably done hundreds of times throughout their lives. Exactly. So I think that's what people have to like realize. Um, I'm trying to read books about it and stuff and educate myself because yeah. like, there's only so much you can do. Um, no, absolutely. You there's only so both. much you can talk about. You and I yeah. both. I think it's important. I actually have a, I have a really good book here. It's uh between the world and me. Between the world and me, yeah, by Tanashi Coates. Um, really, really good book. Number one New York Times bestseller. Um, kind of talks about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a good book. But yes, yes. Yeah. No, I started reading just like the ones that were the most popular ones and stuff. So you want to okay. talk about race and then um, how to be anti-racist. I started okay. reading slowly. I, I read it and then I stop and I read it and then yeah. I stop. But like, <laughs> you know, slowly getting through it. Yeah. Um, but just to like, and the thing is with me, like I'm reading it and a lot of it's very similar because they talk about the same type of things. Yes. And like, I get it. Like, I like most of the stuff I get, I know that there's probably been times in my, in the past where I've said things or done things that I shouldn't have or whatever. But most of the things I'm reading, I'm like, okay, this makes sense to me. Yeah. But I know there are so many people out there that look like me that would read that and be like, no, but I was just doing this or no, I was just this or whatever. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, those are the people that need. And it's sad because, you know, the people that should be reading these books aren't. And the world is going to be a lot better place when we minimize the amount of people uh, like there are of those, you know, like. Yes. When that, number, when that number continues to decrease and go down and down, the world will become a better place. Exactly. But until now, we just so, got to continue to edu- educate and uh, and fight for what's right. And spread love and happiness, because yes. that's what I try to do. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and now we can end it with my the photos that you sent me. All right. All these- great photos that I've captured of you over the years and you right. pretty much did send the ones that I thought you would yeah, so I'm glad because that's, that's why I said any and all because <laughs> you know the first one I want to talk about is my favorite one is I don't know which one you know I'm going to talk about but the one of you uh hugging Lindsay that, after you won the Act because I was a freshman this was after my first season I barely knew you guys and I was just standing there with my lens. And of course, like, if you look and the photo, the one of you uh, with the net too, yeah. I like look at that and I'm like, oh, I could take such a better photo now. But that was also like eight <laughs> years ago. I'm just like, the quality is so bad. <laughs> I look 
fucked. Mo, I looked through photos to, to find a photo of Jesse years ago, like oh, in 2012. Or yeah. I was like, oh my God, what were these photos? And you guys liked these we, photos? Yeah, eight years ago, there was like, crazy. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that first one is my favorite. That one of you hugging yes. her is, that goes down in, I mean. That's like, I don't even know. It's like, it's an end of the book, like ending love story. I don't even know. It's like, it could be a scene in a movie. You know, it's just yes. it's, it's crazy how you caught that. It's crazy that, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like that. I think was- I literally, so I'm going to give you my backstory of this okay. so that you know. Uh, I just remember I was taking photos of this game. You know, like this was, yes, you need a championship. And I remember, I think I was on the other, I usually was on the other side when I took photos. Like I wasn't behind the bench taking photos a lot. Like the girls, that's where the girls were sitting. Okay. But this was after when you guys like already cut the net down, I think, and stuff like that. So you guys all started coming in and I literally was standing next to her. And then I saw you guys like, I saw, and I stood (laughs) away because I had whatever lens I had on. And obviously it was one of my like smaller ones because that's a really that's a really good photo from eight years ago the quality is fantastic (laughs) (laughs) and I like just remember stepping back and knowing I had to get it and I said I always say this like I didn't know you guys all that well like now obviously like I know you really well like Lindsay became you know is someone that like I would always go to and stuff and but like I I didn't and I was just like I should get this photo I just had to get this photo like I I don't know that, I don't know what it was. That I don't picture know. is crazy. Like I, like I just. Yeah, remember you're me. like looking over at me a little bit That's too. It's like, kind of funny. <laughs> like I see my left eye is open. I yes. Don't, it's like I see you. Thank you for taking this picture. Right. No, that's again. Yeah, that's the best. That's hands down. That moment, like best. just won the Suniac Championship after, like after the everything I've been. It was just. To just go find her. Like, it was, yeah, I don't know. That that picture is special. I mean, imagine if I didn't take that. Like, no one, you wouldn't have even thought that you'd have a photo like that. That's what I think is cool about moments like that. You're it's right. like, you never, you'd be like, okay, like, that was a moment. That was great. I'll remember it. But, like, because I was standing right there, literally right place, right time, we have that photo now forever. Oh, man. And that's, I didn't even All right, what's see, next? Is that Brooke? Brooke is in the background, I think. Yeah, that's definitely that is Brooke. That's the the ponytail. Ponytail, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? The next one, like the next favorite. Whichever, yeah. Whichever one you want to talk about. uh, I guess we can just talk about. I guess me cut, yeah, cutting down the net. Yeah. Because that's the same day. Um, That picture Mm. was that picture was special because it just kind of like you kind of see me yelling and probably screaming who knows what um <laughs> but it was just a very happy moment for myself and and our team you know again I talked about my freshman year how we weren't good and we took a lot of beatings and and we grew um together we grew as individuals and then we just grew together as a team and we worked so hard for this one moment to cut down the nets and the year before we lost in a championship um, and then that year, we just kind of knew that, you know, it was really ours to lose. So it was like to to kind of cut down that net was just like all the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears, the practices, everything coming together and, and being so rewarding. Um, so I was super glad that you caught that picture. Um, and that just shows who I am. Like, again, I don't know what I'm yelling or who I'm what. It's yeah. so true. That could not be more Mo. Like that is so you to a T. Oh, uh, so yeah. I, I yeah. Really, who knows? I really you don't know what you're that. yelling. You're no. just yelling. No, no idea. I really love that picture. Oh, okay. How about the photo of Thomas at the wedding? Oh man, just... this is. Whew, I could talk about this one forever. So this one is this one is super super special. Um, because first of all, that picture is amazing. Like you caught. Thomas, who's a very special person in, in both Lindsay and I um, lives. Mm-hmm. But you caught him taking a, like, you took a picture of us and you caught him taking a picture of us. So and then gonna, you can I'm see, gonna... you can like scroll in and, and he's actually and taking a really nice picture. Like, 
Yeah, it's so like... wait, I'm gonna explain the photo for those that can't see it or won't see it. It's it's Thomas who is uh how do you would you explain Thomas to you guys? Like how would uh, you he's like our he's just like, family basically like at our this godson, point. yeah. He's like our son. Yeah. <laughs> so he, this is at their wedding, at Lindsay and Moe's wedding, and he's taking a photo. I've realized over the years, and I think being at Notre Dame and being with all these different teams has made me realize like to look for different moments. And at your wedding, I love that I got to be like that second photographer because yeah. I got to like capture you guys in a way that I don't think any other photographer would have been able to, because I don't know your whole lives, uh-huh. but I know Portland. So like, I know Thomas and I know how many photos have I gotten of her, of Thomas and Lindsay over the years, yeah, you know, like I always look for him. So yeah, that's. That picture is so. I just remember looking at him, you know, and being like, "Oh, I gotta get Thomas!" Like it's it's everything. He's got the fresh cut. He's got the hashtag "Life is a Kearney." He's at the part. Oh, the best. Like the thing about it is, it's actually a really nice picture that he's taking. Like, it so, is. and he's gotten so much better um, over the years with taking pictures. But like, that's a good one. And then, um, so now, like people don't know, but Thomas is legally blind in both eyes. Mm-hmm. So this was like, we always talk about this being like the last hurrah for him. Like the last oh. time he would, yeah. Like, cause he started to, um, started to lose vision and, and sight kind of towards in, in the fall. So September, October, November, things that nature around those months. But you know, August 4th was like one of the oh. happiest times and he had a blast. He had so many people he knew. Um, he was going to the, he was going up to the bar and ordering like root beer. And the people were giving him root beer, and he wasn't even supposed to be drinking soda. <laughs> um, he was dancing. He just had a blast. Um, so, so that's why this picture is very special to me. Um, and again, it's you know that's our guy, and he's taking a picture of us and on a special. Day. I didn't even realize that the August fourth, twenty nineteen, was in the back until right now too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that that's... and that you see the Mister and Misses in it. That's yeah. a really. No, that's that a good, picture, I'm giving myself some credit. <laughs> a lot of detail. A lot of detail in that picture. Yeah, that was that. That meant a lot that I got to take those uh, photos at your wedding. That was I don't know what I would have done if I didn't. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Um, that was fun. So I guess we can go to the oh, next the photo thing. of you high fiving. Fits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So a lot of pictures like of me coaching, and I wanted to go most recent. So mm-hmm. I kind of went through this season. Um, that picture there just kind of summed. I don't know. It's um our relationship up. It kind of summed up me as a coach somewhat. Like that was a big moment. He probably he probably made a really good decision. Um, caused them to cause a timeout by the way their coach is looking. Oh, I was um, just about to say that. Yeah. So for you to capture that and and me, you know, I always like to try to meet players. Like, and I'm always on the bench, like excited and holding back. So as yeah. soon as the coach calls a timeout, I'm ready to. I'm on the court, high fiving. You are the first and, one like, out there chest bumping and so so for you to capture that and again it was it was a close game we were down we were you know we came back and we won um and for him to have like that good of a game and and it's crazy because I don't even think I don't even think he scored like I don't even think he attempted a shot or something it was it's something crazy but he impacted that game like so much and he did so many little things that a lot that put us in a position to win that game um, both defensively and offensively moving the ball. Um, so I, I'm glad that you captured that picture. And also, like, Maya. for Fitz, you know, I, I helped recruit. Harry recruited Fitz for the most of the part, for majority of the part. But um, I also helped out with that recruiting. And I went to, to some of his games and, and kind of spoke with him and, and kind of helped bring him to Cortland. So, you know, we always had a relationship and, and to kind of see, you know, where he had come from his freshman year to, to kind of to see that out of him first game senior year to leave it all out there um that was just awesome and i first of all i mean i always look for you when you're on the bench because i always have to where so i have to get photos of you because you give me love like no other <laughs> you've given me love like no other yeah from day one basically of me taking photos when you guys didn't even know who i was you're like who is this girl taking photos on the basketball that's like the manager for the girls team and now look at where we are um but i always look for you secondly your the Thanksgiving games photos or whenever, like your first games always when you come down to New York oh, or, yeah. you know, close, are always so intense. 
Wait, you guys right. beat CCNY on the game-winning buzzer, which I also was there and got. You guys had to win on basically a game-winning buzzer at this game. Can, what is with that? Yeah, all games have been exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so that game was crazy. And then I guess to sum it up, the last picture of uh, Fitz and Ryan. Um, same game. Same game. No, yeah, same game. Same game. After the game, Ryan just hit the game winner. Um, hit the three-point shot um, for us to win the game. Um, for you to capture that picture, I really love it because these two came in together. I recruited both of them. Um, I brought them both in. And to watch them, it's, to share this moment together um, after all the blood, sweat, and tears and, and all the moments, the highs and the lows and everything that they went through as freshmen to seniors, for Ryan to hit that shot, to Fitz to – to really play well and, and take over that point guard position for us, you know, that, and during that game, um, it was just amazing. And so for you to capture them celebrating that moment and Ryan is so quiet, like he's such a quiet kid. Yes, so to catch, him, to catch him showing emotion and yelling and, and dapping up fits. That was, that was real special for them. Cause they had, they had amazing careers and, and I was glad to be a part of it. Yeah, um, I, I tend to do that a lot. I get kids that don't usually celebrate, and then somehow I get, like, the one moment that they actually sh- show emotion. Right. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. It's just, like, I, it happens to be whether it's, like, the one game I'm there that they, like, happen to, you know, celebrate. Um, I actually was talking to some kids a couple weeks ago, and somebody asked, oh, when Aaron's there, do you guys like act any differently? And one of the kids, this is a high school hockey player, goes, oh yeah, 100%. If she's there, we're celebrating. We're going more. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, don't change anything. But also, great. Like, I guess you guys do give me more photos. I want the celebration. You know that like these type of photos are my 100, like that's what I'm looking for more than the action ever Um, is these emotion photos they're amazing they're they're amazing and it just allows us to to just remember like these pictures i'll have forever like it's just it's awesome it's awesome i always remember i look at this picture like damn i remember that purchase game we were down the crowd was crazy day before cortica um yes you know we came back ryan hit the shot people played well guys stepped up um it, yeah, this this picture this picture means a lot, and that's always what I want my photos to do. Like I want them to be able to bring you guys back to that moment. Yeah, like I always say, I turn a moment, I turn a moment into a memory. Like, and that's like that's what I want. I want you to look back and be like, I remember exactly what was happening. I can look back at some of these moments yeah. and remember the game. And I'm like, and how many games have I taken photos of? So, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah, and, um, and we appreciate and I can't wait support to talk for to, sure. Oh. Thanks. I was I I'm bummed I won't get it obviously this year, but you know yeah. I would have been at a game or two. Yeah. Um and I will be in the future. Absolutely. Always. Um but no, I can't wait to talk to Lindsay about the photos. Yeah, she I think told I me I got, I got a, I'll, I'll text you. She told me um exactly I think she wanted to get on like tomorrow or Thursday or something like that, but um I'll talk okay. to her. I'll talk to her when I get off and then I'll text you All to right. see uh fantastic. See I can't wait because like that's she's just great you guys are both just great um i'm excited for all of you i'm excited for your new house and your puppy yes gosh so many exciting things in your life oh what like i can't say honestly like 2020 has been such a crazy year and and has put us through so much but you know i've been able to come away so far you know a better person a better mentor a better coach um just being able to spend more because Again, this is the first time that I won't be coaching, but also I won't be traveling for admissions. You know, everything was closed down. So there weren't any college fairs or anything. So everything oh, that I'm yeah. doing, everything that I'm doing is virtually. So Lindsay, she's never had me home this much in the fall in the last <laughs> six years. So, you know, being able to spend time, so being able to spend time so with good. her. Yeah, being able to spend time with her and Lola. Um, I'm actually oh. you know, I'm actually starting, I'm doing a uh, a five-week uh, training program for 45 minutes uh, for grades 7 through 9 and, and 10 to 12. So I had my first session two weeks ago, and that was awesome. And then, you know, I'm going to nice. start this. You know, I really like player development and training, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, and start, like, a little training business to help get kids in Central New York, you know, some more opportunities and get better. I so, think that's 
great. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I got some clinics coming up soon. And so yes, I still have to make you a thing for your clinic. Yeah, I have it on my board. (laughs) On uh, my to do list. So we are, you know, there's there's a lot of things, exciting things coming up. But it's still it's still very unfortunate that our guys won't be able to play. Um, We had, you know, Ben Walters, who's you know, I've watched, he, he came to Cortland, oh. he got cut and, and, you know, he ended up being a starter for us and, you know, to, to see him make the decision to come back to Cortland and do a grad year to play his one year of eligibility left to see that taken away is heartbreaking. Um, and it's, it sucks, but again, got to control the things that you can control and, and control how you react to certain things. So, yeah, and I think um, I think we're two in the same in the sense that we both care about these kids way more than as athletes. Yes. So, like, you know, especially you as a coach, but, like, as me as a photographer, and I think that's what sets me apart from photographers, is, like, I don't look at them as just athletes. Like, I look at them as people, and I want to capture them as a person. And I think, if anything, even though they don't get a season with you, they still had many seasons with you, and, like, you impact them way beyond – just the game yeah so like yeah you know and you will continue to because you don't you don't lose touch with these guys like it's a family you'll continue to stay in touch so it does suck and it's like it's so unfortunate but like you just said with the controlling what you can control you're gonna have an impact on these guys forever even these freshmen that don't get their first season yeah yeah they they get it'll be in a different way they get their four years back but yeah um, but no yeah it's and it's just you know for them to be on campus and not have the traditional college experience and kind of to not know what it is like to be a college student for real um, and taking all these online classes and, and having so many restrictions, it's tough. But, you know, I told our guys, listen, we're going to come away better, better people, and, and we're going to come away a lot stronger. So you got to continue to persevere and stay strong and and uh, do what you got to do in the classroom because that's all that you can do. So everyone should be good students at this point because um, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot that's really going on. But um, tough times, tough times. But we'll get yeah. through it. We'll get through it. We will. We will. Um, all right. We'll stay on for a little bit afterwards. But I'm gonna. We'll say goodbye. But no, thanks for having coming on. Like I really appreciate yeah. taking the time out to talk. And thanks I mean, for thanks for having me. I'm glad I'm I'm able to see the new haircut and, and actually, <laughs> right? Patriot doesn't do any justice. I like it. <laughs> it's really exciting. I'm I'm I don't get me started. Okay, I many, won't shut up. About how many times it. do you do that? Like you kind of put, every day. Every, <laughs> every day for like just just all the time. Just all the time. I'm putting my hair my hand in my hair all the time because it's so exciting. Uh, but let me end this before we we start talking for another hour. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Behind the Lens with EDL. I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording. Um, I always love talking to Maurice, so I think it was fun to just sit down and record a conversation that we could have had on any given day. Um, I think if you took away one thing from this, then I'm doing what I should do. Tune in next week because we will be back on a more consistent basis. And again, just thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.